What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hollywood Tales. My name is Ahmed Ahmed. This is my co-host. Blake Barty. How's it going? Hope you guys had a, a nice weekend. Um, today is President's Day. We just got back from Ventura doing Super the Ventura fun. Harbor Comedy Club. That was a good time. It was, right? I mean... Tell them what happened. Uh, first night, I was hosting. First night... Anything that could go wrong went wrong, but it ended up being a super fun night. The microphone didn't work, so we just went straight theater. theater it was on straight them. up like black box theater, which was fun. I haven't done that in a while. No, I thought it was no super microphone, fun. hands-free. I just kind of sat on the stool for 45 minutes. Crowd, crowd was super into it. A couple chatty people up there getting a little loose. Guy went to cross <laughs> his legs, knocked four drinks off his table in the front oh, yeah. row. And his so. mom was really chatty and kept on wanting to chime in and... That happens a lot in comedy clubs. People just think they're part of the show. It's the it's the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. Well, how many people came up to you after and were like, "Hey, I'm a I'm a comedian up here." Oh yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of aspiring. I didn't realize like at least three or four people in the audience were just aspiring stand-up comics. So a lot of you know questions and you know what can I do to get my career going and which is cool, are, which is fine. Yeah, I don't mind. You know, I should start charging for that shit. All right. You should, you should write called, your book already. Called a master class. What's up? Adam Hunter's here, everybody, with his oh. daughter. What's up, bro? Come on in. Is your daughter asleep? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to have her sit on the couch with, with Blake's girlfriend? That's my girlfriend. Ivana? Uh, Ivana. She's super nice. Oh. Oh. Um, can we, can she go upstairs in the green room? With who? With Ivana, maybe? She'll do it. Yeah, she's my girlfriend's fine. She's it's it's uh, weed free up there. Uh, there yeah, is yeah, weed up there, but nobody's smoking it up there. Yeah, it's good. Here, there's also there's also a room over here. All right, can we just keep rolling, or uh, I'll just keep talking. <laughs> Adam seems stressed. His daughter, Adam Hunter's daughter, is one of the most beautiful uh, girls I've ever met in my life. She's so funny, and uh, he's like, "Can I bring my daughter to the podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess, sure." Um, but where we do our podcast at Jam in the Van is very weed friendly. They, it's a very weed friendly environment and it smells like weed in here. So he walked in with his daughter who was asleep on his shoulder. He was like, uh, yeah, I can't bring my daughter. <laughs> anyway, he'll be back in a minute. Uh, Adam Hunter is one of the most respected, I would say goats of all time. This guy's been in the comedy game a long time. You can find him on uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. He's like blowing up on TikTok at Adam Comedian. Um, he's, he writes, he produces, he tours. He doesn't have an agent and a manager, <clears throat> mind you. And this guy works more than comics who have agents and managers. He just hustles. He's got that hustle. Um, he has a podcast called uh, MMA Roasted where he like literally roasts MMA fighters. You know they ask him to do that? Yeah, like he'll say, he'll say, tell me MMA fighters, call him up and be like, hey, can you roast me next? <laughs> I'd be like, all right, just don't kick my ass. Um, anyway, he's a great guy. He's going to be walking in any second. I've known him 20 years. I was at his wedding. He's cool as fuck. So here they are. They're coming back. By the way, we are here at Jam in the Van Studios, complex, artist friendly thing. What's up, bro? Sorry about that. I, I forgot I, to tell you. I, yeah, yeah, I can't. She comes home smelling like weed. My wife's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing with our daughter? Yeah, like, why does our daughter smell like You're weed? You're like, I was hanging out with Ahmed Ahmed. And, yeah, yeah, just have uh, her. Might as well give her some Coke straws. And good everything. to see you, dude. Good, how are you doing? I didn't realize she, so she just like falls asleep like just like that? All the way over here. She fell asleep, uh, yeah. But then you picked her up and got out of the car, and she just stayed asleep? Yeah, she's asleep. asleep. She, might, she might wake up and then start crying, so... Right. She can... Uh, I don't want her to come is. in here. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. not live, so we'll it, figure it out. Is okay. Ivana with She's her? up there, yeah. She's in good hands, all she's, right. She's good with kids. All right. Uh, sure. No problem. <clears throat> Thanks for um, coming all the way out of here. You live in the valley, and we're in yeah, West Yeah, Island, I got so like two auditions tomorrow morning. Appreciate like, you, man. Like, I'm trying to like memorize 20 pages, and then it's... President's Day, so there's, right. no, there's no school. That's why I have right. my kid. Oh, okay. So, oh, you know what? Then I should have scheduled it. No, no, it's okay because I I, didn't I screwed that. up last week, so it's like like, <laughs> like I felt yeah, that was a that was Alaska, dude. Alaska was great. We, we, we rolling this? Uh, this yeah, we're rolling. Oh yeah, no, Alaska was yeah. great. Uh, so Anchorage and people were just really like, they were just like thanking me for coming out. They're like, right. we don't get people from the lower forty-eight, you know, and they were <laughs> the lower forty-eight. They were so nice. Uh, but one lady was like. 
like at the early show, I, I some lady was like making out with her her boyfriend or something like mm. the whole time, just like going at it. So I was like, oh, these two are definitely cheating. Like you know something. <laughs> so They're the, too horny. The to lady gets together. up, does like a dance, and then throws her bra at me. Right, like, but not like her bra it was like more like a tank top shirt but she hit the guy in front of me and, the, and he so he gets hit in the face with her bra mm. so he's mad so he takes it and just throws it down he's like you, it was almost like a fight broke out it was like the worst between them yeah between them like I, i'm like hey guys i have it on on like tape i was like guys like relax you know she didn't mean to throw what well, she you know she hit you with her bra and it was gonna be like roadhouse and it was like at a bar you i know? think if like, i remember that place it used to be called chill coop charlie yeah 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 and there's a room in there that is nothing but brawls hanging all yes. across. So maybe. You, oh, wait, you've so been there? Yeah. When I was in the Air Force, we had some training thing up there for two yeah, weeks. Yeah, 100%. So much fun. It's exactly what it was. But it was crazy. So that was crazy. And then, like, the, the opener, nice guy. He, show, he shows up with, like, a bag of weed, but, like, a duffel bag. <laughs> like, I would have liked that guy. And he, and he throws it on the table. He goes, yo, I got this from work. If you guys we, want, I'm we, like, we grew this during the summer solstice. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "What do you work? I hope it's not like a preschool or something." You know, like what? Like, so he's like, "Yeah." So then that, and then he gave me this like huge blunt, um, and then he Did was you smoke a, it. Well, yeah, I smoked it that night before. I smoked not that blunt. I gave it away because I, I was trying to memorize lines that that night. But then this girl came to me and she's like, "Hey, why don't you come party with us later?" And I was like, "Sorry, you know, I, I got to get back. I'm married." She was, "No, no, I'm married too, and I have kids." So it's not like that. Mm. And I was like, well, that, that's a bad, bad sales pitch right there. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, I, I would have said no anyway, but, but if you would have been like, hey, we both want to blow you, like right, that, you would have right. been way better. You know? <laughs> so Adam, just so you know, for the, those of you watching, listening, Adam Hunter is an old friend of mine. We've known each other, what, 20 plus years maybe? Yeah. Uh, you started in New York. Yep. Right? Moved out to L.A. But he's one of the most, for some reason, one of the most heckled comedians I've ever <laughs> Met in my known in my life, and I don't know if you like in, trigger or instigate it. I don't think you try. I think people, you have trigger words that make people go, ah, and they want to like. And if you go on his Instagram or TikTok, you'll see videos of him just literally getting, you know, not gaslit, but hecklers trying to gaslight you, and you just. Shut I mean, a lot down. of it is like I just select those from hours of footage, and I just was like, you know, it's right. not. Like, but yeah, I think that um. I think people. I remind somebody of some, of someone that they <laughs> feel they could just talk to. Right. You know, um, and a lot of times it's like kind of play, kind of playful. It's right. not like very. No. A couple times it's like I've gotten like, if you look up comedian attacked at wedding, like the guy got up and tried to fight me at a wedding. But you that know? was a TV pilot or show, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, that was a real thing. I, oh, really? They hired me to do a show in Apple Valley. Right. I saw to that play footage. the minister and to marry the couple. Right. And told me to roast everybody. Right. But they didn't tell anyone that like this was Nobody was happen. in on it. Right. No, except for the couple. <laughs> and then <laughs> it was all Marines in the crowd. Oh, and then yeah. one guy looked like he was in the Goo Goo Dolls. So I, I said, hey, man, so, you know, well, you know, sorry your band broke up or so, something <laughs> like And his band did break up. So he got up and pushed me. And I was like, "Don't stop believing." Or so, like it just is kept. That, is that footage online? Yeah, you look up community attack at wedding. Uh, okay. we, do you got that wolf? Thanks. Got like a million. Dearly beloved, we gather here today on this amazing, joyous occasion with two incredible people. You got to return those highlights. <laughs> oh come on, dude. Funny, dude. Fuck you. Really? Whoa. Yeah, really. This is a joke. This is what I get pissed. Uh, Sorry, the band broke up. <laughs> All right. By the way, real quick, Wolf Ramirez over here behind the scenes running the whole operation. So thanks, man. Just want to give you a, a shout out. Have you been here before? No, this is awesome. Jam in the van in West Hollywood. They do stand up comedy. They do live music. They record live music in their van, which is outside. Um, there's an indoor uh, 100 feet. 150 seat venue and a 300 seat outdoor courtyard. It's really cool, man. The podcast studio. So um, we're, we want to do a live podcast outside. I want you to do it with us. Wow. Yeah. But um, so all right. So we have footage of that, that stuff, because I remember seeing that online and I was just like, he's going to get his ass kicked at a wedding. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking the same thing. Um, and how did it? How did it uh, end well, what ended, well, the guy pushed me, but I had like a torn ACL and I hadn't got paid back. I hadn't got paid yet. Mm. And I don't want to ruin the person's wedding, but they were like, they were laughing about it. And then 
then the, the guy goes inside and I have to do another 35 minutes after that. <laughs> and I just see him pacing back and forth because I can see the window and he's making faces at me. And then I kept going and doing my act and people were laughing at the same time. Like there was a grandma there and she got mad. She's like, we don't want to hear about your sex jokes. And I'm like, they hired me <laughs> to pretend like I didn't like, hey, show up at the wedding. And, and then so then I started doing like clean jokes for grandma and, and it just kept getting. More and then I had to. They, they they were drunk the couple, so that took me like two hours to pay me. So I had to stay there while the guy was. Like, but anyway, now we're friends, me and the couple. They've been to like ten of my shows, mm. and that clip has been on like, you know, world's worst weddings. Yeah, I remember like, seeing you it. Know, you, weddings gone wrong. You posted it a couple of times. I remember seeing it. Yeah. I for I, for some reason I thought it was um, a prank show that you wrote or something. No, I like did. That. I had a show called Ambush Stand Up. Right. Which was also a kamikaze comedy where I did comedy. People weren't expecting it. But somebody was just randomly filming this. Yeah, that was just me getting hired at a wedding. That was the, not no, part of the show. Who was filming it? Just like oh, a, my friend, Brian Swinehart. I think he was the one. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. he was laughing. It was all shaky. That's hilarious. Uh, and then after that, I got booked at a at a, at a, um, a baby shower. Uh, luckily, I didn't get attacked there, but uh, it, it also went pretty rough. <laughs> What's the worst gig you've ever done? As a comic, I mean, like I, I just got what, this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've done so many ridiculous gigs. I mean, I got one time I got booked at this. Uh, it was a college, and it was brought to you by the Cancer Society, and they played a video of all these kids that had cancer, and at the end they go, they all died. They had their names and like how long they, and they're like, time for the show. And like so people <laughs> oh, were just like shit. crying. Ouch. I mean that. It wasn't necessarily a bad gig, but like that was the bad timing of that. Right. You know, um, I did a show. I've done so many backyard shows or shows during the pandemic, and people would honk the horn if they like your jokes right. out in the parking you, lot. You you work like relentlessly, and I was before you walked in, I was kind of giving people you know a, the four one one on you, but like your your hustle is so strong and daily. It's like does this guy sleep? Plus, you're married and have a kid. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, I'm traveling. I like, you have a lot going on. Auditioning for stuff, booking things. I love the game. No agent. No, no. I have an agent. Oh, you got one. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a comedy agent. I have like oh. an acting agent. Oh, okay, I didn't and know like, that. But I don't have a. No, it's just me. I mean, you know, no one's gonna work as hard as you are than like yourself. Right. Um, but uh, but I also did a nudist colony a couple. Of yeah, years I was ago. gonna ask you about that because yeah. somebody told me, somebody told me a funny story about. I guess there's a circuit for that, like a comedy circuit for. Nudist colonies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like who books that? <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. The whole crowd was naked, and the I mean, is it attractive? No, naked people? No, okay. it was the worst. No, no, no. It's usually not. Sorry, I just no. typically they're not good looking people. A couple of them, but I think that was because the other ones were so unattractive. They just got better looking, <laughs> and they were like, "What can we do better here?" I'm like, "You might want to open up a gym," you know. <laughs> and then they're like, "They're like, we don't body shame." Like I thought you'd have thicker skin, you know. <laughs> oh hell yeah. But, that was funny. I got actually, I, cause some guys' balls were just looking at me the whole time. He's all spread, you know, and I'm like, we're looking eye to eye the whole show. And then I was, I got a standing ovation, but it was horrible. Cause I got I said, everyone's junk, you know, it was just, it was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. It was me and Steve Briggs did it too. It was me and Briggs did it together. Uh, um, oh shit. But yeah, I did the, the nudist, co I mean, there was a comic that I knew that did, cause the, the cruise ships could be rough. Those are like, mm. You, you know, you just got off a cruise ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those was could it be carnival or carnival. Yeah, yeah. I heard the um, the what do you call it? The the where the rooms they give you are the cabins they give you are like not. It can be. It can be rough. Sometimes. I mean, it can, it can, it can be rough. Uh, <laughs> but there was a, a comic I knew who did a nude cruise. Like they, they had everyone's naked on the cruise, and he got in trouble for being too dirty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> then like. Then another comic I knew, because they like basically like they'll rent out half the cruise for them something or the cruise. Right. Like they'll have like new kids on the block will have a cruise or the Backstreet Boys. Mm. So they had a Richard Simmons cruise, right? <laughs> but he only sold like three hundred tickets. So they they had like they didn't tell anyone else on the cruise this is a Richard Simmons cruise. So my friend said people were eating like dinner or breakfast at brunch, and all of a sudden Richard Simmons jumps on the table and like all these like fat people start dancing, and people are like, "What the fuck's going on right now? Is that Richard Simmons?" It was like a, a that, South Park. Actually, yeah, you know, that's crazy. like this is not happening episode. <laughs> Flash mob. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I lo I love stand up. It's the greatest thing in the world. But sometimes like I'll do gigs because I know there'll be a good story behind it. So tell, know? I want to hear. I, wanna, I have a quite funny story that I want to get to like your how you begun. Um, or began as a comic, but we were driving over here, and you know Venice Boulevard has a mad, crazy homeless population and shit going on. But um, this one guy had a really genius sign on the back of his, uh, 
like what was it a tent camper it was a homeless guy but he had a big like yep. painted black big piece of wood like a platform or something and it said in spray paint what, what did he say again it said uh contact to advertise here <laughs> like, he, like he was running his own little billboard yeah, agency, billboard agency. Steve agency. Hofstetter was it <laughs> Sounds like something. I was like, <laughs> talk about thinking outside of the box. That's hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. We just wrote that on the way here. Um, we, we, tell everybody where you got your start. Like, what made you get into stand-up comedy? Because a lot of people that are going to watch this podcast, you know, I try to have, like, you know, hustlers and go-getters. It's not just comics. We had, like, a, a, a conspiracy theorist, you know, the other week. We've got, we've got an athlete coming in after you. But comics have a great perspective because you're, the way you start is so – you know, from scratch. Yeah. So you have some great stories about how you started, like well, passing out flyers in New York City. Yeah. I mean, I, before that, it was actually like, because like, so in high school, I wrestled, you know, I was a right. four time class. Adam, a by champ. the way, is a badass fighter. I don't know if you Not know. Not fighter, that. wrestler, wrestler. <laughs> yeah, wrestler, but you wrestler. can hold your own. Wrestler. So um, I wrestled in college and then I, I was losing like 20 pounds a week. I was going from 150 to 34 and just miserable, starving. But my college I went to was Binghamton, SUNY Binghamton, and they had a, a, sh- a talk show. They had a, where the people could like call in, mm. and they tried to have real like you know conversations about race. And I would just call in and be like, "Yeah, you know, uh, Devane got heckled," and like, "Who?" I'm like, "Devane and my dick," and I'd hang up the phone. <laughs> like, and this was like what I did every Thursday just to make myself and like, right. like six people laugh. But then I quit the wrestling team because I just got I got burnt. I just hated hated losing. I was cutting. I was spitting in a cup all day. I was sleeping with the windows. You know, freezing, so I'd shiver off weight. Right. I was wearing three rubber suits. You know, it was just not healthy. I wasn't right. eating for five days in a row. I just said, I just, I, I kind of broke, and I was doing it all wrong. Two kids died my year from cutting weight. Not, really? not in my, not in my thing, but in like my, my conference. Yeah, from they were, they were jump roping with, in the shower with rubber suits, and then they passed out. Another one was on just a, from dehydration a bike. Yeah, yeah. or whatever. Right. So then I'm like, you know, after I was bored and like I had nothing going on, I went to this like boarding school where they like really said like if you're not doing anything in your life, you're a fucking failure, you know. And I'm like, I can't be a failure. I can't be you know nobody. I'm gonna have my own talk show. So <laughs> I go down and I pretend to learn like like this, and I'm like, oh yeah. And then I had a show called These Nuts. And I was <laughs> I was 17 years old, and I had like a bunch of my friends. It was kind of like this, right? Like a bunch of my friends on the wrestling team, and I had like a Budweiser model chick and a guy that played the guitar that might have been homeless and this and that. And then everyone was calling in; they were making fun of me. Like I, like they were doing exactly what I did to everyone else. Oh, it was gonna be a bunch of chicks be like, "You're hot." They were like, "What's wrong with your ear?" You know, like because the cauliflower ear right. and had acne. They're like, "Are you Vanilla Ice or Corey Haim?" I was just getting murdered. On, like, what, where was this? On, it was on Binghamton Closed Circuit Binghamton Television. You could watch it in the dorms, right? Interesting. And every now every dorm is glued to these nuts, right? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you will, well, fight me, you piece of shit. Like I'm fight, I'm, I'm causing like, I'm like, come on, br- you know, bring it on. I'm 17 years old. So then this girl comes on and she's like, she calls up. She's like, my name is Hannah and people are going to talk shit about me and they could blah, blah, blah. And, and she's, just, she's like, you hit on me at the gym. And I'm like, dude, I hit on you. I'm like sweating with, I'm not hitting anybody. I'm hitting the fucking <laughs> pavement because I'm passing out. Right. So uh, I'm like, okay. So then she, everyone starts talking about that girl, Hannah. They're like, Hannah's a bitch and she stole my jeans. And mm. the, So now the whole, everyone's watching this. So then Hannah comes down to defend herself on the air to the crowd. So she jumps in front of the screen and she's like, this guy, Seth is a fat ass. He needs to go to the gym, blah, blah, blah. And Seth was the captain of the soccer team who he, she hooked up with. Right. So now the whole school is watching. Nobody this, right? fucks with Seth. No one fucked with Seth. Right. So now she comes down and I had a guy that was an ex Marine writing funny things at the bottom of the screen. Like Hannah's not a whore. She just likes sex and all like just killing her. Right. And people were like, you need to, you know, just, 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 you know, people like so one girl said, take the Jewish star and stick it up your ass. And just people, just all this ridiculous stuff. Right. So then, she, but I'm defending her. I'm like, she seems like a nice person, and she came out of the show. Anyway, then she leaves, and that guy Seth comes on drunk. He jumps in front. All right, lo and behold, long story short, that she sues the school for twenty million dollars, sues what? me for twenty million. What? Yeah, and sues Seth for twenty million. Like it was a sixty million dollar lawsuit. I got sued for like negligence for anti being anti-Semitic, you know, I'm Jewish because that girl said that, and I was laughing at the three jokes before. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, shit. Like just. So then there were no more shows on Binghamton Television. It was my first and last <laughs> show, right? And then they had to have a disclaimer five months later. It goes to the Supreme Court of Brooklyn, right? Like oh, they, shit. She didn't win the lawsuit. No, I was covered by the school insurance, thank God. My dad, like, 
knew it. And, but like she, her dad was a lawyer. It was like this whole thing. That's right? crazy if you didn't get that coverage. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so then like, but then like, uh, my dad's like, you go to school for two months. You come home with a $20 million lawsuit. lawsuit. Like, can you just go to school like everyone else? Like That's go to class. Funny. But after that, I was like, this is the most fun I've ever had in my life. I, you could be a talk show host like right. that. I mean, At seventeen, what a great job! You I can't liked believe. entertaining. So then I'm like, I gotta become a talk show host. Like, fuck this. But although half the school wanted to beat me up because because right. I because I threatened to fight them all, you know. And then I joined a fraternity. I needed friends really quick. You were like Jake Paul before. So know. I joined a fraternity, but uh, because I needed friends. But then I hated being a fraternity, right? So I'm like, this is so stupid. But I only did it because half the school wanted to beat me up because I was in D's nuts. And then, <laughs> then to get out of, there was a girl that I was trying to pick up. One time at breakfast, her name was Tatiana. And she, I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm giving lessons to the, for the black dance team, right? I'm like, oh, you have to be black to join? She's like, no. So I joined as a gym, as a joke. I tried out and made the team. So I got to miss pledging. And I actually won most dedicated member of the black dance team in 1996 uh, at SUNY Binghamton. Hey, so white, white lives three matter. Of those awards. Don't worry white about that. White lives matter too. So then I was like, then I dropped out of school to become a talk show host. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, and then I'm like, I want to be an actor. Maybe I'll be an actor. And you're in you're in New York at this point. I'm in New York, right. and I took a couple comedy courses, uh, which were like this guy Chris Murphy was a really good, really good. Another guy Tommy Koenig. But basically, comedy courses are like classes are like they put you in a room with a bunch of other people that don't know what they're talking about. Right. You know, but it's kind of cool. And, and then, you were you were on the circuit in New York, like pretty well, hardcore. You were grinding that scene. For I was a while. I was doing bringer shows, but because I had a lot of friends, because right. I live in New York. Um, but then that quickly became like I was running out of friends. And then <laughs> right. you basically you stay friends with people just so you can bring them to your shows. Right. And then those are the worst people. And then they want to hang out afterwards. You got to buy right. them drinks. And then MTV picked me up because I was giving out flyers every night uh, at Hamburger Harry's. Like I, I walked into the Gladys's comedy room. And she's like, oh, I did her open mic. She's like, you're past. You can now give out flyers. Uh, so then I went out in Times Square for three years. And it was fucking freezing every pe night pe or just every nights? night people would spit on me like <laughs> i would see like i had the black israelites i was like me and them were competing for people like they're like you're the where are the real jews and i'm like hey come to the hamburger harry like we're screaming <laughs> dude i would see kids went to college with that were like going to broadway shows with their that they're now on wall street they're like how's it going i'm like great i'm at hamburger harry's tonight and they're like okay we're gonna go see rent you know uh, oh, damn. <laughs> It was fucking brutal. Um, MTV then was like, they followed me around for True Life, I'm a Comic. Uh, and they did a documentary on me, Godfrey, and this girl, Alice and Castillo. And even in the documentary, I like was trying to get into the comic strip. That was like my thing. I, I, I remember that scene yeah. in the doc. You, uh, the, the, the laundry, booker. I was doing the laundry. Well, first, I did the, la the laundromat. The laundromat. And it was a built-in homeless audience. So, this, <laughs> so that was good. I did, I did the laundromat on Tuesdays. Wednesdays, I did... Uh, they did a, um, a supermarket where you did comedy while people were checking out at the register. <laughs> and if you Hilarious. and if you held up the line, it meant your joke was good. <laughs> and then what I did about, a, uh, you did a couple of the like sort of ambush gas station gas station. Shit. But that was uh, yeah, that was like influenced by that. And then I did the right. Krispy Kreme donut shop, but that got canceled because someone threw a donut at one of the comics. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, that was so. I did those. Uh, that was like my start. But there's a there's a scene in that documentary because I remember you posted it online of you as a young comic, and you did your spot. You came off stage, and the booker, I think it was a woman, Starla, came up to you and said, "You're not ready." Yeah, I mean, know. and she was she was right. I, I, I can't mean, pass you. You're not Starla. And then and then and then Adam like and then you kind of like, you go you you were real like humble and you know still thankful about it. You're like oh, okay, you know. Shucks, I understand. It was like one of those. Well, I wasn't that surprised because I had pa she failed me the week before. Right. Uh, but like MTV needed for the show, so I'm like, it's not gonna. That's so funny. Let's reenact that. And please. then my dad was like, you know, you're not gonna fail. You know, you're gonna fail, right? Like he told me that he was trying to protect me. Um, and then it, yeah, that was just it was embarrassing though because everyone's like, I saw you on. I think I was doing extra work on the Bobby Flay show at the time. Oh hell yeah! Uh, and we got to eat food. And Bobby Flay was like, I saw you on TV. I heard you failed. Like, that's what Bob, I'm like, thanks, Bobby Flay. You fuck, like, <laughs> guy was an asshole. Who so, is your, um, your talk show host you, you kind of idolized then? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I just kind of wanted my own show. I, was, I couldn't believe that this was an actual, it was just so much fun. It was like actually very, I, I still have the tape of it. I still have it. I, I want to put it on line, but I don't want her to sue me again. I got to see it. Uh, yeah, you, you should VHS? put it on. VHS. VHS. I still have the tape gotta, of it. I got to um, see it. But yeah, that was like my first. It was a, it was a four-hour show, 
And that, that was the first time I ever became like famous, you know, like yeah. I was famous in high school because I was a, I was the, the, like the, the wrestler and there's only 200 kids in my whole school. And it was like, uh, you know, a very small like thing, but that was like my first, like, like notoriety, you know, it was weird walking around people like all pointing at you. And I thought I was going to get so much pussy. I got the exact same amount of pussy I was getting beforehand. <laughs> How did you get so heavily like embedded? Was it the wrestling that brought you into the? Because you're big in the MMA scene. Yeah, that was like an that was an accident. Really? Um, yeah, basically, I was opening. John Heffron took me up on, on tour with him, and we were just watching fights all the time. Me and John, and he got cast to host the MMA awards, and he needed a writer, so he called called me, and I wrote some sketches for him. Me, him, and this guy Joey Vegas, real nice guy, and. The sketches did really well. They put them online. It was like Randy Couture, divorce attorney. Randy had been divorced a bunch of times. And Vandalay Silva was like like a dear Abby, like the axe murderer, like ass guy. So then I ran into Dana White at a casino. We just hit it off. And I invited Dana to my show. And Dana was like, yeah, I'll come, I'll come to your show. And then he didn't come the next day, but he called the bouncer at the club and said, hey, tell Adam I, I, I couldn't come to the show, but thanks for the invite. Like that's like Dana White. And then – And we'll get, we'll get into a uh... – <laughs> future Dana White story that I want to share. Yeah. Yeah. Then I like pitched a show to Dana, which I still want to sell, called So You Think You're a Tough Guy. Right, mm-hmm. which Are I think you... is a great fucking show. <laughs> Tell it. Let's do it. it. Uh, it. <laughs> Here's someone. <laughs> somebody wants to steal my show. Here you go. So uh, basically, I drive around a truck, and there's like an octagon in the back and a fighter. Because everyone's always like, I could beat that guy. That guy sucks. And even, you know, I could beat him. And then you could fight the person in the thing. So then I pitched a show, and... They they didn't take the show, but then Dana wanted to do these like he loved Tosh Point oh. He wanted me to be like a Tosh yeah, of MMA. Right. So then they hired me for like three years to do these little videos for fights, but I couldn't say that I worked for them. It was funny because they actually called me one time to the UFC and they're like, "Hey, how would you like to work here?" And I was like, "I already do." Uh, <laughs> and they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I work here. I've been working here for two years, longer than you have." Right. And then the guy like left the room, and he's like, "Not on paper." Uh, uh, no, you actually do work here. Like they had to. They're like, "Okay, thanks. Have a good day." Like it was the weirdest meeting. That's, That's so funny. great idea. I have a fat uh, friend that thinks he could beat up Ronda Rousey, and I'm like, "Dude, you couldn't last like ten seconds." He's like, "But I'm a man. Like if I hit her, yeah. I go, you're not gonna, dude." Yeah. So then, so then that became like. That became – I worked for Fox Sports. They picked up a podcast. I had a, a, a but job. But this is after you got to L.A. Yes, yeah, after L.A. Yeah, so yeah. in between New York and L.A., like what was that transition? Dude, that was brutal, man. I mean, I I was I was, I was at Gladys's with this guy, uh, Dave Rubin, who's like a big – like uh, he's always on Fox News now. Mm. He, he, he opens up for like Ben Shapiro. They go on and like – so he – um, me and him were basically running – I was running Gladys's because I was the best barker. I would get like 50 people a night. Gladys's was the name of the comic club. Club, club. I had Hamburger Harry's, and oh, I, I would get that. everyone in there because I was like 21, 22. I lived across the street, so I'd have after hours there, right. and I had all the tourists. As soon as someone looked up, I'm like, oh, they're gonna, I'm gonna get them. Like I know they're looking to think. So then, hey, we got comics from MTV and Showtime, and we'd bring them. And then I had a walker. I had Melissa Roush, who was on The Big Bang Theory, who's like doing very well right now. She was my walker because it was like down the block. So I'm like, all right, you walk the tourists down there. I had a whole system of people. What do you mean? What was the walk? Because I'd, I'd be on like 7th and I'd be on 45th <laughs> and 7th. But I'd be like, hey, we got a comedy show, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then you, you initial the flyer, you give it to them. And then they'd be like, I'm like, yeah, it's just down there. And then people think they're getting robbed. You know, like. So you had a girl. I had a, I had like a cute little girl walk them, who's now like a big star now, Melissa Roush. And, like, and would crazy. she get paid for this? Nobody got paid. Like, that. we were all doing it for free uh, in the beginning. Right. And then. And then uh, I was getting paid on nights I ran, but then I wasn't getting then. Then me and Dave were like, "Fuck this!" Because I was such a good barker. Well, also, I would have after hours on my place. So I, tell, like, tell people what a barker is. Barker is like you bark. You tell someone, you give out a flyer. Random strangers walking by, and you're like, "Hey, you like stand-up comedy?" Hey, we got comedy, comics from right. MTV and Showtime and Comedy Central. And you give them a little flyer, and then they and come. Right. And it was so successful, like ten other clubs popped up around the comedy clubs. Oh, wow. and then, then we would be like. Pimps would be fighting other barkers, it's, like it's like, like what Girl Scouts fucking do. Like ha ter- ha hat, like the ha hat. You guys there. had territories, Dude, and street corners. Yeah, and shit. I almost what? got a fight with Dustin Chavin. It was a good friend of mine over because <laughs> he was working at this place called like, like ha, and then they didn't like me. It was all, it was crazy, and then co- comics couldn't like work. Right. So then, uh, pe- but then people would come, and then they would be like, you would tell them that there was you know Chris Rock or comics from all these. Saturday Night Live, and they'd be like, "That's the guy that gave me the fucking flyer." You know, they'd be, they're like, "They're mad now because they've been they've been duped." You know, right. so but then eventually, I was such a good barker, and I, and, I, and me and Gladys, I love Gladys. She's one of my favorite people, and I owe a lot to her. But 
her husband, rest in peace, th- I was so good that they wanted me to bark on nights I wasn't on the show. And I was like, fuck, Just to bark, fuck right. that, dude. Like, I'm like, I'm already, no. I'm like, I'm already making, so it got to that point. And, and I was also like, I was also a shot boy slash stripper at the culture club downtown. That's a, a whole nother issue. Um, That's another podcast. So uh, then <laughs> I, had, I had, I was making like money. There was money in my sock. Anyway, so money. What were you wearing? I had a pink headband. It was a, it was a play called birdies bachelorette party. <laughs> and it was the same people who did Tony Tina's wedding. Right. Right. But you didn't know it was a bachelorette party. It was at the Culture Club, which was an 80s club in New York that was like all bridge and tunnel, which means Jersey and Long Jersey, Island. Yeah. Right, right. And then my character was Woody the shop boy, right? And so I had a pink headband and glitter, and, and, and I was fucking ripped, and I had fake tan. Did you have a shirt? A shirt, but it was a cut. It was a belly shirt. Send us a and photo. And I had a, so I had a pink belt. Do you have a picture of this? <laughs> yeah, I had a pink belt. Can you belt. send it to us? Because we, we should. We, we got to put that. And up. I would give lap dances. My job was to give girls lap dances in the back for like five dollars a lap dance, but with my clothes on, right? But I, but so then I would, and I would clear like three hundred, four hundred dollars. I would just the whole night, just Damn. give fucking lap dances. I had a system down. Hardest right? working comic in show business. <laughs> but then, then, then I was the shop boy. At the culture club afterwards. Now, what right? does that mean? You walk around in the same outfit? Yeah, yeah. the same outfit? Yeah, and it's all the girls now are now fucking wasted from the right. bachelorette party. And uh, and they're all downstairs. And I'm dancing with them. And I'm doing like 10 shots a night. And I'm on creatine and Adderall <laughs> and fucking antidepressants. And I'm all fucking bodybuilder shit. So I'm – and I'm – the girls are like, hey, can you buy my friend a shot? And then I realize like that's like $5. I'm like, all right, here's the deal. All you 20 girls do a shot. Hers is on me, right? That's when I realized that girls were bad at math. They'd be like, sure, right? And I was making like, <laughs> make fucking like three hundred dollars, and, right. and then and then I would have the girls put the money in my, you know, in my crotch, and they fucking be like, "What are you doing later?" I'm like, "I'm not really an escort," you know. So then, <laughs> but then I would take the shot glass and I put it by my crotch, and girls would kneel down, and I would do it like that, or I put it in my mouth into their mouth, right? It was crazy. Wait, go back to the first one. What? Girls like the party. So I'd be like, like, hey, do a shot. And I'd just hold the shot. And the girls would get on their knees and do a shot, like basically like giving me a blowjob, right? So the- I just want to put a little <laughs> disclosure out there, or disclaimer on the Hollywood Tales podcast. <laughs> Any content you hear or see, it may not be reflected on so, or I Or I have the shot like this. <laughs> And then, you know, and, and they would put come it, up and then they, and, and they, into their mouth. And they know? probably went nuts over that. Oh, right? and, then, right. and then, I, yeah, it was crazy. It like was guys crazy. would never do that. How many times did you get sexually assaulted? Well, number one, I would give out my flyers to the comedy club the whole time also. And then <laughs> I heard it end up like in the urinal a couple times. But so guys would get drunk and be like, try to take my fucking pink headband or girls would try to take my headband. Mm, and then, no but I, I, well, I was making the club like, like three thousand a night. I was right. I was I was going through like nine bottles a night. Right. So I would just go like that, and some fucking like <laughs> some NFL fucking guy oh, yeah. would fucking take the guy and throw him the fuck I like out. He did that. You had power. Like that's power, right? Where you can not even look and just snap your, your fingers. Yeah. yeah. What? What was your name? Dude? Woody the shop boy. Woody, yeah. the, Woody, shop boy. Woody yeah. the shop boy. Uh, Woody the shop boy. <laughs> dude, it was crazy. No, but not even looking for a bouncer. You just go. Yeah, yeah, and then they would fucking grab these fucking Tony and throw him out of the club, or uh, I mean that was so that was doing that and then doing the thing, and then so then we opened up our own club like two blocks down called Joe Franklin's. Why? Because you guys had it down to a science. You don't need them. Because I was giving them money. I was giving them half the money. They weren't. She wasn't wasn't showing up. Right. I was giving her money like literally when I was there. It was two days a week. Now it's five. Now it's seven days a week. Right. And, and and then the guys had me doing on nights I'm not on. That was that was that was it. It was like that was that was the, the deal breaker. That was the deal breaker. Right, right, I'm like, right. you don't give a fuck about me. You know, it's fucking. It's it's it's, it's negative ten degrees out. You know. So then at some so, point you started. You got into the clubs in New York, right? You were doing like you were on the circuit. You, uh, I was managed. I was managed by Carrie Hoffman, as, and he 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 owns Stand Up New York. Okay. This guy was such a dick manager. I would I would call up and be like, hey Carrie, it's Adam. Hold on, and he sent me the voicemail. My own oh, fucking shit. manager, mm. like my own manager. Um, and uh, that was, but then they had a, finally they had a, a contest, like funniest comic in New York, right? Mm. And uh, but he was he was okay. Carrie, he was all right. That was some shit he did. That was that was fucked up. But other times we went to Vegas together, me, him, Aziz, and then we did like the Vegas Comedy Club Comedy Festival for or whatever, and. You know, Aziz and Zari. Aziz and Ruth Anzaconda saw me and liked me, and I almost had a deal with UTA and yada yada. So, uh, 
they fixed, they had a contest, the funniest comic in New York. It was mm. like 20 fucking levels long, right? So I show up to the club one night, I think they pick up a, they didn't pick up a check or something. And they're like, Adam, you're in the contest. It was like the finals. But I was a client of his. I'm like, and they're like, I went up, did five minutes, like, you won. I'm like, I didn't even enter. Like, like I'm like, this is the most <laughs> fixed. I felt so, I almost fucking gave my speech that I didn't really win this fucking contest. I didn't win but, this fight. It was but, <laughs> but, the, but, but you got to go to LA. That yeah. was, and then they, they put you up in LA. Did and your you, manager look at you and give you the wink? Like, He's like, congratulations. I'm like, I'm not really in this contest. Okay. Hey, kid, don't worry about it. I fixed everything. It's completely you. fixed. Everyone who won was his client. <laughs> second, third. Yeah, second, and nobody third entered the contest. We all won a trip to L.A. to do a comedy at the Improv. So what happens? So you come to L.A., you get, you do the show. I do the improv. the improv. And how old are you at this point? 28, 27. Right. Nice. Uh, and and uh, do they put you up and all that put stuff? Put me up. They put me up in, North Ho- in, in West Hollywood, right by the Crunch. Oh no, I think there was a gym there and I'm like, it was all like, I didn't realize I was in Boys Town. It was all right. gay and I'm like, man, these movies are full of shit. There's not one chick in this fucking Hollywood. Like, <laughs> Did you put like, your glitter back on? Yeah. I was, like, this is. But you, was that your first time in LA Yeah, ever? first time oh, ever. I thought you had been here before. No, it was my first oh, okay. time. And then, uh, and then I do the spot at, I do the spot at the Improv and it goes really well. I was on, it was the Montreal Comedy Festival auditions. Mm-hmm. It was the year that John Caparulo mm-hmm. got it because uh, I remember he killed that I night. I remember that. And then I went on after that. You got the, a TV deal off of that as well, I think. And I went on after that, uh, same set. And, uh, and then and I had like a bunch of people that came, that came and saw me. And then Anthony Clark came up to me. Mm. And he was like, hey, man, you're really funny. He goes, dude, I want to fucking, I'll get you my manager. I'll get you my agent. <laughs> All, and I was like, I'm in. He's like, just, just move here. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm like, I'm, it's freezing. I hate fucking New York. It's so cold. This guy's a star. Like, so I moved out. And, uh. You know, Anthony, me, and he, he was all right. <laughs> did he get you? The, did he introduce you to the agent? Manager? He he got me a manager and an agent. Okay, and uh, he was nice. That's, that's actually a nice ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. doesn't always happen. No, he Come did. Come on out he, here, and then you never hear from him. You know. He did. He did. He did. He, he 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 definitely did that. So that that was very nice. Um, we're gonna wrap it up soon. I just want to ask you a couple questions. Well, what's coming up for you? Um, what's coming up? Um, I'm gonna be on a, a episode of uh, Picard. Which is uh, Star Trek. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you told me that. So excited nice. about that. Um, and then I'm working on a third special for the UFC. Um, so you did the first one. I did. Adam Hunter was kind enough to have me come feature for him for this cool thing that Dana White produced. And it was elaborate. It was right there in the Apex in Las Vegas. It was during COVID, unfortunately. So there were like 50 people, 100 people maybe, <laughs> scattered. Wearing masks. Wearing masks. <laughs> And distance, so it was very awkward, but it was cool. They treated us with class, and Dan, Dana White was a class act and super nice guy. Oh, we had a blast, dude. Me yeah. and him, I mean, I met yeah, you. Thanks for that. That was you were the first guy to cool. ever give me a spot in LA, like a real spot. Like you and Jay Davis put me up at uh, at Dublin. Dublin's. I remember I went out to LA and I did the I went to the comedy store, like it was our open mic, and there was a guy like heckling. It was like six people. It was beyond depressing. Like I was like, oh no, I made a mistake. Uh, and then I go across the street and Dane Cook's on stage. Right. And there's like before he was Dane 300 <laughs> of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, God. I'm like, what the fuck? And I sneak backstage and it's you and like Cole Hauser and Vince Vaughn. And I'm like, this, this is insane. I'm like, I got to get up here. I, I got this. I got to get on this stage. And uh, and then you put me up. And I remember it was like, how did we meet? Did somebody introduce us? Dean Abadala. Uh, That's va- right. Dean vouched for me. That's right. And I remember you were outside with like 30 Persian guys around you. Uh, like you were the godfather <laughs> of Glendale. And it was fucking, I was like, Ahmed. Oh, uh, I, I remember like, like going up to you and I'm like, to fuck, it was all like angry looking Persian guys. And, <laughs> but like, the, but the classy, yeah. you know? So, um, so that was, uh, that was then you put me up and it was awesome and then uh and then after that we did uh i did your other show where there was like excess you had go-go dancers that's right on between the shows and then well, we became friends we traveled to dubai together and we did seychelles. shows in seychelles and yeah. uh um we're gonna wrap it up soon i just want to ask you oh just two i want to ask you two things um so like right now the whole cancel culture and not only in in general but with comedy specifically is very very much teetering on like right and left who's wrong who's right who's in the middle there's a lot of crazy like 
sort of suspects out there. What do you think of the Rogan, you know, attention? And you know him, and he's actually even sung your praise on yeah. Rogan has always been very nice to me, uh, and you know, which has been cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that Rogan's not going anywhere. I think you know, when you have ninety million people, right? It's I think it's a money thing. I think cancel culture only really, except for like Roseanne Barr, you know, mm. and they, which they, that show was making money, and they just like tossed her, but they kept the show going, mm. you know. So I think that like it's just like. As long as people are making money, like Dave Chappelle just got a four, four more Netflix right. specials. Yeah, like, yeah, no, 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 he's not going yeah. anywhere. I just thought so, it was funny because, you know, Neil Young tried to cancel, or, <laughs> you know, cancel him, Joni Mitchell, the whole music industry and Spotify. Um, but I have, we did a podcast episode where I talked about how Rogan tried to get me canceled from the comedy store, and it was a really <laughs> kind of funny, interesting, like. Um, for me, it was kind of interesting to see it from my perspective. You, I mean, is that true? Did, or did someone like? Because sometimes people like to talk shit. Well, no. I mean, he, the, in the very beginning, he tried to get me um, banned. Why? He just didn't like me. He just never liked me for some reason. And I, I talk about it on the podcast. He used to call me the mayor of Hollywood. He was very condescending to. Oh, I'm sorry. He used to go like this: mayor of Hollywood. <laughs> and, that sucks. And um, but it's fine. I wasn't even like upset about it, but. He called the comedy store and said, if my name's on the lineup, he wouldn't perf uh, perform. So then the lineup came out that Friday, and he wasn't on it. I was on it. And I was tight with Mitzi back then, Mitzi Shore, yeah. the owner. And he called Dun Duncan Trussell, who used to book it. Remember, he was a talent booker at the time. What the fuck? How come my name was on the thing? And Duncan said, hey, man, Mitzi Shore told me to tell you, don't tell her how to run her club. Wow. And then he called her and apologized and sent her flowers, and he was back. And then two weeks later, the Mencia thing happened. And then she banned him. So interesting, full circle. But and then, and then eventually he kind of, you know. I think if he heard this, he would probably reach out to you and be like, "That, you know, that's probably not what happened." Or, maybe, or, maybe or, not. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for that that happening. You know. In I any mean, case, that, that, that I mean, like, just the whole like, I don't know, man. Like I've learned that like when someone else fails, it doesn't prop me up ever. So it doesn't, you know. It props me up I, I, <laughs> when I watch people fail. No, but I don't get like, my, like my life doesn't get any better. You, you know, I'm like, joking. I'm joking. It, it would be nice. <laughs> that would be a pretty awesome thing if that person failed and then you get fucking. But it's just like that person's just failing. It's not like it doesn't really make my life any better. Although sometimes you like when people like do shit where you're just like, because there's a whole culture of things that you like comics talk about. Like, dude, that guy is like. And I'm not, even, I'm not even talking about Chris D'Elia because I, I had no idea that D'Elia was banging like or attempting to bang. I didn't know any of that until that came out. But there are other people, though, that you're like, you're like, wait a minute. Like that guy, I think he's 18 or 19. Or, but mm. what the fuck is going on here? You know, like right. and then when that shit comes out, you're like, good, you know, mm. because because uh, that's not right. You know, right. Well, look, so. two things. Plug your uh, social media. Uh, yes. Uh, Adam Comedian is my uh, Instagram, Twitter, Adam Comedian. If you're an MMA fan, MMA Roasted. AdamHunterComedy.com has my whole tour dates. And uh, you guys are the best. And I'm happy for you, man. Hold yeah, on. Man. One last thing. Pretty good. Yes. Tell us your best quick Hollywood tale. My best Hollywood tale? Yeah, your best, your best Hollywood tale. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> It could be anything. It could be anything Hollywood related. Okay, this is just it doesn't crazy. even have to. This is just a happen weird. in Hollywood. It could be anywhere around the world, but Hollywood related. Um. Huh. The, well, this isn't how it has to be Hollywood, or it could just be like all right. So Some, something related to Hollywood. I got two. Hollywood. I got two. I don't know which one. It could be, be an actor. It could be. So one time I used to go to porn star karaoke, right? <laughs> which is at Burbank, they would have porn stars doing karaoke. It's exactly what it was, which is great until people, everyone found out about it. And then yeah, it was, I never even. And then, then, then people were like, had to. You were. Like, it was like the. You know, it was like the zoo. Like the porn stars was the exhibit, and all the creeps were like in the back, you know. So I remember like that that song "Dirty" came out, Christina Aguilera, mm. and all of a sudden all these fucking hot porn chicks were singing, and I was like, it was like they were like making out with each other and like finger blasting. It was it was nuts, right? Uh, so then I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. And I'm sitting next to, I think it was John Popper from the Blues Traveler, mm. um, and then it was uh, who else? It was John Popper, Be Real was there from Cypress Hill, from Cypress Hill, and Ron Jeremy, right? <laughs> Well, he's a porn star. Yeah, yeah, he's a porn star. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Like, I'm sitting with these guys. I don't even know these. I'm like, happy at a table with them. I don't know 
I don't anyone even knows each other. We're just at this table. And I'm like, wow, what, what could be more crazy? And all of a sudden, Tommy Lee walks in. Like, he got, like, the signal, like, hey, there's sluts going on. Like, this is like <laughs> this little fucking Burbank. So he sits down, and some chick's like, hey, Tommy, and shows Tommy her breasts, right? Of course. He's and the then right away, within three seconds. And Tommy's like, so he just takes out his lighter and just tries to light his girl's tits on fire, right? Like, for, <laughs> for no reason. What the fuck? What? Yeah, he's like. And then she's just like, it was like the most awkward. Well, they're fake, so. You know. Yeah, but still, like that was not the reaction anyone was. Expect- and then the she fuck? just gets up and leaves. Did he? Like, did she? Was she hurt by it? She was annoyed. Like, she, I think she wanted him. I to, mean, like, I'd be annoyed too. But like, did which did she was like? No, Ow. no, no. She's, no pain. Not really. Yeah, she got to like the nipple, and he's like, Ugh, and then she just left. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so that's one. And the that's other our one best was Hollywood like, story. I'm uh, I'm like driving to. Uh, I'm driving to where was I? I was in somewhere in uh, Northern California to do a gig, at uh, and and it was like tonight at Planet Gemini. Remember Planet, Ge- Planet Gemini? Mm-hmm. It was like it was like up north. Up north, they were like tonight Planet Gemini. Two shorts performing on the radio. I'm like I'm at the fucking Planet Gemini. That's weird. Like <laughs> so then I, I call up and I'm like, is Two Short there tonight? They're like, yeah. I'm like, what about the comedy show? And they're like, oh, uh, that's before the the rap show. I'm like, great, right? So I show up. There's not one person there for comedy. It's like a very like urban crowd, a lot of black people, like white people. But it was it was it was like not no one there wanted to see comedy, right? So I go up there and uh and I'm like I do a couple jokes and people are just like what the like they think I'm like the opening act or doing the sound. So I just start like <laughs> cursing at the end like motherfucker and getting kind of love a laugh whatever. And then this guy D Militant, rest in peace, he goes on next and he does like 30 minutes about how white people are the devil and like fuck white people. People are laughing at this, right? Then Too Short is getting a blowjob <coughs> in his limo. So he's, he's late. Because they're like, where's Too Short? They're like, he's getting a blowjob in limo, right? So he comes out like an hour, an hour and a half late, right? So now people are pissed because they're like, the comedy show's been over. People just, he, he gets up there, he does like two songs about making money. And he goes, you know what? I ain't getting paid shit for this gig. I'm not doing any more songs until you guys give me $10,000, right? And he just stands there. So now everyone's like looking around and people start like throwing like money in a bucket. And I'm watching, it's like six dollars in there. Like this <laughs> people are not fucking oh, you know, shit. he's holding up the crowd for more songs. So then he goes, All right, I want two sperm swallowers to blow me right now. I'll do more songs. These two fat white girls are like, We'll blow you. Right? So they jump on stage <laughs> and he looks at them. <laughs> Planet Gemini, Monterey, California. And he looks at them and he goes, I said sperm swallowers, not sperm whales, right? Yeah, everyone's like, oh, right, fuck. Then, like, the time runs out. He does, like, one more song, but they had to end. So then, like, he does, like, like three songs total. And he comes down, and now the lights go on, and everyone's pissed because they just spent three songs and got, like, robbed, right? So, like, like 20 fucking fights break out. Just, like, fucking here, here, here. Bottles are getting thrown. The, the guy... His the guy's wife is the manager. She's fucking all bloody. The kid, I'm hiding behind the the, the bar, <laughs> like it's a fucking western, you know, like fucking like bottles getting thrown over my head. Like I'm fucking like what the like it was just madness. All the cops show up. <laughs> I come back the next day, I'm like because it was a Friday and the show was I show Saturday and I'm like Anthony man, it was, it was crazy last night. He goes yeah, let me talk to you. He goes you were too dirty on stage. <laughs> And that's what instigated yeah, yeah, so the whole thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, that's the fuck. That was the problem. Damn. Not the, so the fucking up. the riot that happened. Hey, real quick, Wolf. Are you? We want to wrap up, right? Um, can I just? Can we do like real like two quick minutes? Maybe three if you can squeeze it in two three minutes. I don't know. You can call us a Hollywood tale or not, but um, I talked about. We had Ari Sandel, who's a friend of mine. I don't know if you know him. He's a director and whatever. Yeah. We had him on, and we were talking about how we both auditioned for Punked. And um, he, I guess, heard your story yeah. and confused it with me. So do you want to tell everybody yeah. uh, the audition Hell for yeah. season what? Season three it was? I think it was season three. You called me up, and you, I, I did season two of Punked. And you called me up, and then I got fired because I, I did an episode that they said people would recognize me too much, so we have to let you go. And then you got an audition. You called me up and you said, "I'm going to audition for Punked. What sh- you know? What did you do?" Here's what you did. You said, "Hey, here's what you do. You want to get this part? Here's what you do." <laughs> I, I didn't say this. Okay. He says, <laughs> I guarantee "He goes you. pretend." He goes what, that like you don't want. He goes go do the audition and then t- he goes turn it down. He goes he just say like you know thank you. I'm not really into this. Not my thing. And then punk them. That's how I got the part. I'm like looking brilliant. He's a different casting person. 
So I go in there <laughs> and I do like this scene. Like, they want to do a monologue. I do a monologue from like chasing Amy. Like the, that, that one scene where I was like, I love you. And, and like, I'm, I'm like killing it because I don't give a shit. I know I'm not getting the part. I, 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 like people are crying. Like this is a gr- like, that's wonderful. And then I turn around and I go, listen, your network fucking sucks. Uh, you have shows like <laughs> Safe Sex followed by Cancun Spring Break. You haven't played a video in five fucking years. You have like Jersey Shore. I go, I go, this is... This is the worst. You're, you're, you are the what's wrong with society. <laughs> All of you should be ashamed of yourself. Like, like, look, you're, you're doing. It used to be there was music, no music. I, I go, you have, you know, just honestly, this is the worst. You, you have like a uh, an anti-gun thing followed by gangbang and all, just. I, I, I went off. I went Didn't thing. you kick a chair? You told me you kicked <laughs> yeah, the chair. Yeah, I, I go fuck this right through the chair. I go, I go. I will never be on this show because this show sucks and you suck. You guys should quit your jobs and fucking leave, right? And then I turn around, I go, you're punked. And they go, out. So they're like, oh, shit. I said, no, but I was, I was punking you. This is, they're like, leave. I go, no, no, it was a joke. Because I go, I go, get it? Because the show's called Punk. They're like, security. I'm like, I'm like security. Like, so then I was like, so then I'm like, they, the security guy came. I had to walk out. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I'm like, now I'm wondering if they're punking me, right? So then I'm like, maybe they're punking me, and I'm going to get like a, a, a call. Right. So then I... But then, like, as I'm driving home, like, uh, I'm not getting any kind. Right. So then, my agent calls. And he goes, "What the fuck? Did, what happened?" He goes, <laughs> "I go, I punked them." I, I, I don't, he goes, "Well, everything you said is probably tr- was true." Uh, but he goes, <laughs> he goes, so I had to write a letter, a fucking long letter, apologizing. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Then, uh, yeah. Dude, I remember was... you called me and you go, "Hey, man, you gave me the shittiest advice," and I was like, "What?" You go, "You told me to go in and." Dude, I said, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I think I told you to. Oh, dude. Because what my audition was, this is an interesting show. looks fun. It's not for me. appreciate the time. And I left. Oh, yeah. No, no. I wasn't no. like, you fucking network. <laughs> he, turned it, he turned it up a notch. Well, that, yeah, that's what I heard. I heard that I was going to like really punk them. And I, I was, dude. Oh, but you know what? There was a lady that was in that room that went on to a different casting person. And she called me in like for like fifty things after that. Like, she, right. but so then she killed herself. But, but one but, door but, closes. Really? Yeah, more yeah. Open. She committed suicide. Oh shit. But uh, but before that, it was like fifty things. You know. So. Well, dude, love you. Thanks for coming on. Oh yeah, man. Thank Super you. Fun, dude. Uh, that's our episode of Hollywood Tales with Adam Hunter, my good friend, comedy colleague. Check him out on Instagram at um, uh, Adam Comedy and TikTok too, right? Yeah, Adam Adam Comedian. Adam Comedian. Adam Comedian sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, and then the comedian is uh, the real it's the real Adam Hunter. Or The Real Adam Hunter. The Real Adam Hunter. Check out his podcast, MMA Roasted. It's really fun. Um, we're here at Jam in the Van every week shooting podcasts. Uh, go to jaminthevan.com for live shows. They have comedy. They have uh, cooking s- stuff, recordings, live music. It's a really fun place. It's at uh, 3384 Motor Avenue in West L.A. It's an ex-rehab center. I don't know if you know that. Oh, this is? This is an ex-rehab uh, center. I, I, I feel so like I love all the weed and the drugs. <laughs> <center>. Welcome back. <laughs> it has, yeah. Um, that's it. We'll see you next time. Thanks.